If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. This weekend, I went back to see my mom for her uh, her engagement, right? She just got engaged. It's official now, right? Yeah! yeah. Are you going to be the best man or what? <laughs> I don't think so. Why? Well, he didn't ask me to be his best man. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's oh. all Is he going to be like a wedding wedding? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, they're going to do a wedding wedding. It's in uh, next year, July time, I think is what she said. Somewhere around there. Will this be her second? Well, technically third, right? So my real dad, she was married to my real dad who died when I was seven. Right. Then she remarried to my stepfather, Larry. Uh They they were married for like 13 years Mm -hmm. and then divorced. And then, and so now Lonnie. So he's, he's cool. He's good people. I like him. He I has really a couple kids, right? Huh? He has a couple kids. <clears throat> yeah, he does. Yeah, they're all our age. You know, yeah. they're like in their late thirties and stuff. So I mean, they're it's all them. You know, they're all grown and they're they're grown and old and off doing their thing. He has a house like right on the delta, so right on the water. Um, all weekend, I couldn't talk to anybody. My reception was so fucking terrible. Oh, were you on the delta? Yeah, we we're literally on the water. Like his house is on the water. Dude, the delta is yeah. an interesting place, by the way. I don't know how um, you got you. You were you, we went there a lot. You yeah, a lot, a ton. Yeah, I've been water. water skiing there a few times. Yeah. Dude, the delta Lake is Gordon. almost like uh, like there's there's some there's great parts, and then there's some like interesting parts. Uh, we, I was on a houseboat over there, and um, what's that island in the middle of the delta? Well, there's several. There's it's Beth- like a bar in the middle of the Delta. Yeah, that's ski- well. There's Ski Beach. I went there. Yeah, Ski Beach. There's Bethel Island. There's um, that's where he's at. He's on Bethel Island. There's several islands over there. You're no, thinking- and I think they closed it because someone got stabbed or something on there. Mm. This one mm. island. It looks like a. You know what it looks like? Mad Max. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like post-apocalyptic. <laughs> totally. Yeah, like you could just like people. You know, you just imagine like uh, people wearing leather <laughs> and uh, just crazy shit going on greedy people i saw some of the craziest shit i've ever seen in my life on the delta really yes on the delta there were there was this and some people have these incredible like yacht like looking boats on the delta Mm -hmm. and there was this one and i'm not making this up this is true now it was parked and it was i don't know it was like noon and everybody's getting drunk on the whole delta so it's like this big party no oh dude and it's a drunk fest there was this like couple in their 40s on the top of their boat and they had like a shower on the top of their boat and um, the, the wife or girlfriend or whatever was topless <laughs> and he starts hosing her down and then they start basically having sex Whoa. in front of everybody and everybody's just watching and cheering. No. Yeah, dude, I've never seen anything so like this. Weird. I, I was like, this is weird. Like, was, was that over by Ski Beach? I think so. Yeah, Ski Beach gets like that, where everybody ties their boats together, everyone just gets hammered. It's crazy, it gets like a, yeah. On the holidays, it's nuts like that. So if you go there for like a Fourth of July, you go there for, for Memorial, you go there for like one of the holiday weekends out there. Dude, I got flashed. What were you there for? Was dude, it, that's was like it a Lake Havasu. I you was ever there. Been in Lake Havasu? No. Oh my God, dude. That place used to be like just insane with all that stuff. It was like the spring break mecca for like arizona and like you know all these like big colleges they all go there at once several years i've been i've had um 
plans to go there and then last minute we oh, just kind of backed out because it's a hell of a it's a trip to take the boat all the way down. Yeah. yeah it's a long trip i think it's like an eight hour trip or so everybody's get getting naked do crazy stuff it's, dude i've like never seen anything like that and then pandemonium. I, and then i got flashed like several times which has never and the funny <laughs> thing is i'm with all these these uh I'm, all, I'm with all these dudes these like doctors right all these doctors and surgeons that are my clients yeah and they're all super great cool guys like super chill really smart dudes and I'm getting flashed like left and right and all of them are like oh well look Sal's getting like they thought it was like a thing and I'm like I swear to God it's never happening in my life <laughs> you know what I mean but they're like yeah right dude this happens all the time like this no, happens all the time here's, never, sir, here's some titties yeah. enjoy yeah. they thought it was I'm like I listen I, th this has never happened to me before yeah. ever um, and at one point we parked the boat and we were tied to two boats so we couldn't like escape you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which made me a little uncomfortable because shit started getting crazy. And people started boarding our boat. You <laughs> really? know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like they kids, do that. Yeah. Like they boarding, And they're like, these are like, they're partying hard, some of these kids that were boarding our boat. Yeah. And I was getting a little uncomfortable. I'm like, let's let's hurry up and skedaddle. <laughs> so you did use the word skedaddle. I did skedaddle. use the word skedaddle. How long ago was that? Uh, God, it's maybe four or five years ago. Oh, not that long ago. No, it was... Uh, it's been a long time since I've done some it, crazy partying like that. It was an interesting uh, yeah. experience. Let's just put it... Let's just say it like that. Um, I don't... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know what's crazy? What's crazy with uh, parties like that that I never had heard of until I went there was the Cal Poly version of uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. And... I've been to that. It's the third largest one. So all over the United States, everybody tries to uh, replicate the um, oh, that Dodge Cuda. Oh yeah, the, uh, no, the, uh, our audience Shit. doesn't know we're driving right now. Maybe, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're this is our first podcast. We've got Rogue in the in the in the car recording in the car because yeah, we're in route to go see Doctor Ruscio. We're gonna go see Doctor Ruscio, and uh, because we and Sausalito made the made the the uh, commitment to release five podcasts a week. Anyway, you were saying. So the Mardi Gras, thing, so all over the United States, everybody tries to replicate the, the big New Orleans Mardi Gras that everybody knows about, right? Yeah. So Cal Poly's is the third largest in the United States. And we were we were down there, and this was, I had a girlfriend that went to Cal Poly at the time. Me too. And we used to go, we used to go. <laughs> Same we, girl. Yeah, that probably was. <laughs> so we were sharing that her. bitch. <laughs> so we, oh, uh, we went down there and... Man, this place was crazy. So they block off the main downtown strip or whatever, and all the stores down there close up, of course, and they board up all the windows. And I remember when I first saw them board up, I saw them getting ready the day before, and I'm like, why are they boarding the windows? Like, that's crazy. And then I realized- <laughs> Boarding up the windows? Yeah. They, they, you know shit's about to get- Yeah, yeah right? Either, like, either yeah, a hurricane's like, coming to town? Like, it's like it's a parade, it's a right? So you're like, there's yeah, a like parade- Like apocalypse Like, what have you ever seen, like, a parade? Like, we just had a parade. Yeah. Come through at, in front of our store, right? In yeah. front of all. Yeah, the, we didn't uh, have to board up. Yeah, we didn't have to board the windows up, right? Like, what the fuck kind of parade is this? It caused you to board your windows. Drunken zombies. So I remember thinking that it was kind of overkill. Like, really, like you need to board your windows up. So then we get out there that night, and it was fucking madness. It was so crazy, and there was like twelve of us. There was a ton of us, right? A bunch of us buddies were all these sorority girls, and the girls had done it before. So it was uh, they were like coaching us on like, okay, listen, nobody splits up. Make sure you're always linked with another person. They're like, they, 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 oh my god! Yeah, no, it was like that, dude. Wow. And we get out there. And, I would have gotten nervous. And we would we had to we had to link our arms like this, right? Where you grab each other's forearms, and we had a big long chain of us. 
and you had to walk sideways through the crowd because everybody was so tight shoulder to shoulder you couldn't you couldn't walk straight forward you had to turn your body sideways and then we'd pull each other through the crowd and it was a trip because no no exaggeration we would we would pull 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 and we'd go like 15 yards and then the crowd would squeeze you and then you would and then you would get picked up and move back like 10 yards then you would pull 15 yards and picked up move back like five. Oh, damn that just sounds like anxiety uh, oh it was crazy and so one of the girls gets knocked over and she was two links away from me and instantly and it was right by like this uh, light post and my buddy and I just like wrap around the light post hold on and we create like this shield around here so she can get up off the ground otherwise people fall and people just trample over each other yeah. Like literally, just like a herd of cattle, just trample over other humans, stepping on their know face. It was like that, there. Oh, dude. Oh my god. I remember getting in a fight with oh, my girlfriend because she was like, "Oh, thank." Because I went down for the weekend to visit, and then I was leaving, and she, and she was like, "Oh, cool. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go to Mardi Gras and all this stuff." I'm like, Mardi Gras. They had to. Yeah. <laughs> they had to shut it down eventually. Yeah. Because it got so out of control. And I went there, and I don't know what what goes on there now if they do anything at all, but I know. Somebody got killed there one year, <laughs> but Holy every shit. every corner there's like a you know ambulance and everything all set up there, and you can't see shit, dude. It was like you don't even get to enjoy the parade. You're looking up the whole time, and you see a bunch of girls on dude's shoulders that are topless and you know cluck, getting beads thrown at them and shit. But you can't see hardly anything. It's just complete mayhem. It makes you wonder, like why why anybody would seek that out, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound. Logically, it sounds terrible. I, you know, I try. It doesn't that. sound like a good time at all. But yet, because we're old, when we were well, young, I was like, yeah, everything. Well, no, I don't. Cool. Like I that. don't understand. I, I don't even think. I mean, it's weird. Like, hey, you know, what if you said that to someone? Hey, you want to go? Yeah. Like, you go, go into smash a yourself and, in, in, into everybody else in, yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so fun. Like, why do we do that? What trips me out is you'll get like regular people. And depending on the situation or the or the, the context of the situation, regular people will do the craziest shit ever. And it makes me wonder, like I had a, a, a trainer that worked for me a long time ago who also was a male stripper. I had a couple of those. <laughs> and um, right. dude, the stories he would tell me from these bachelorette parties that he would attend to strip for, I couldn't even believe half the shit that I was hearing. Oh yeah, women get aggressive. And you know it's funny. I think I, I, because when you look at like when you uh, when they talk about like female sexuality, a lot of it is based on feeling safe. Like once the feeling safe and the threat is gone, I guess that they you know kind of comes out a little bit. And like when they're in a group and there's one guy and there's a bunch of them, it changes. Oh, yeah. Like all of a sudden they get like, <laughs> they're the predators at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's like they, <laughs> they go nuts. Yeah. I don't know, man. Crazy shit. I had a couple of trainers that were that were too. Moonlighting as strippers. Yeah. Moonlighting yeah. as strippers. You thought about it, don't it's lie. A, it's yeah. actually, you, just, you just can't dance. That's the reason why you do it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I got offered to be one. Did I tell you guys about that? No. I had a I had a client when I was 18 years old. Okay. And by the way, you can look her up. Her uh, performing name. Oh, I think I remember you showed I us. I talked about this in an old episode. Did you? Uh-huh. I know you showed us a picture of her. Her performing name was Ashley Winters. Uh, you can Google this and look this up. <laughs> she I won't say her real name, but her her performing name was Ashley Winters, and she was a porn star. 
from the, I want to say the early 90s, late 80s. So by the time I trained her, she was retired. <laughs> and here I am, I'm an 18-year-old kid. So uh, I'm already like, I mean, you know, you, you remember how you were when you were 18, right? And this woman comes in for an orientation with the biggest boobs I've ever seen in my entire life. She, like, it was comical how, how big they were. That was obviously her her thing in porn, you know what I mean? That was her, what made her, I guess, popular. And so I was already like, whoa, what's going on here? Like that's some sort of an achievement or something. I, I don't know, uh, like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is what you're popular for. Well, I mean, it was her It was her thing, right? No, like, I, I, get like, I guess, and the, you know, <laughs> If you're in porn, yeah, like how do you known for something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like how do you how do you separate yourself from the crowd? You know, Does she I mean? like or, beat guys up with those things. Or? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, what, what, so what's her gimmick? So she was a blonde lady, and she was probably in her <laughs> mid mid to late thirties. But when I was training her, which made her old for a porn star, right? So anyway, I had the orientation with her. She hires me for like thirty sessions, and while I train her. She would say the dirtiest shit I'd ever heard up until that point in my entire life to me, ever. <laughs> like the like the most terrible, dirty shit ever. I, I know she was just fucking with me because I'm some kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And she would moan when she would do exercises, like so loud and so ridiculous that other members <laughs> would look yeah, at I had me one of those. and guys would fist bump me. Did you uh, did you ever sleep with her? No. What a waste. So, so well, let me tell the story, right? Let me tell you the story. What a waste. So, uh, so um, you know, you and see guy, those big pillows. Yeah, guys would fist bump me like they give me a fist bump like after like when she wasn't looking like yeah, bro, good job. And I'm like, but I'm 18 years old and I'm extremely intimidated. Like made me super nervous because again, I'm 18. She's 30 something year old ex-porn star. Do you remember at what point in your life that you became less intimidated by women like that? Well, I mean... Do you remember? Do you remember? Was there a transition or a, a, a coming out party for yourself? You know, there's still situations that I could imagine now that would intimidate me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you're a guy, you think and fantasize about things, but then when you're presented with the situation, a lot of times... Oh, yeah, you freeze up. A lot of times you're like, oh, shit, what's yeah. about... You know, this, is, this shit's about to go down. What am I going to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've been in some situations where I, I left. And then, I, I, you, know, a, you know, a year later, I was like, what was I thinking? Anyway, she would, she would, make, she would moan. She'd say dirty shit to me. She smacked me on the ass a couple times. <laughs> she gave me a naked picture of herself with her signature on it, oh, which I kept in my car. Which thoughtful. was yeah. hard to explain to my uh, fiancé later on. <laughs> but anyway, so she, um, she, had, she at the time, left. she owned a stripper company. It was called California Guys in California. Damn, Dolls she was company. a boss too, huh? She wow. owned a stripper company and she asked me if I'd want to be a stripper, which, you know, of course I said no. She scared the fuck out of me as it is, and let alone I'm going to go dance for other women. Hell no, right? So for my birthday, she tells me, oh, tomorrow's your birthday. What time are you off? And I'm like, oh, I'm off. I don't remember what time I said, five o'clock or whatever. She's like, well, I'm going to come by. I'm going to bring you a surprise. This fucking lady shows up in a limo outside the gym yeah okay comes inside brings me outside opens the door to a limo and she has a couple of her stripper girls in there oh my god and her party yeah and her this story and, better get good wow 
No, I'm gonna disappoint you. Oh, I hate to you, dude. Come I'm on, dude. Dude. Man, she, she asked. You're banned from storytelling. Dude. <laughs> listen, listen here. You lost your fucking virginity it's when you were all there. in that bit. You were a fucking virginity yeah, team. So shut up, dude. You would have been. You would have shaken. That's right. I got too. plenty of stories to like, tell. Ah, I got homework. I yeah, gotta right, go. dude. You would have fucking. You would have prayed. You probably would have started praying. So <laughs> she opens the door, dude, and there's two. My chastity belt. There's two, like almost nude strippers in the car. Happy birthday. And they hug me and they try and pull me in the car. And I'm like, oh. And I like literally put my hand on the outside of the car to like stop myself from going in. She's like, come on, we're going to take you out for your birthday. And I'm like, I, you know, you you know, you ever get like, you're like cold sweat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had cold sweat. Like my mouth got dry. And I was just like, um, uh, you know, I, I can't. I, I got to I gotta go. Or I, And I think the excuse I gave was like. My mom's having a birthday dinner for me. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom. Great excuse. She's like, Sal, she's like, you can hang out with us for a little bit. We'll drop you back off. You don't have to hang out that long. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I can't. I can't. So I left. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I used that material later on. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was some scary shit, dude. That was some intimidating shit. So anyway... That was my one. Oh, that man. So she spent all that money to... on a limo. I know. Her girlfriend. Let's think you, about this. And then you just all bail. her girlfriends. She bro. organized that like all week, bro. This think about it this way. This I'm was trying a, to think of an intimidating situation. This was a legit. This was a legit predator. Like she was, yeah. you know, I don't know how old she was. 37. She sees an 18 year old boy. She's thinking like, I'm gonna take advantage of this kid and do all these, you know, different things to him. And I don't, fuck, man. Well, I was, I told, I told you when I was scared, man. Yeah, I told I you when scared. I was 18, and uh, I was like, I was in college, and I was living upstairs to this like fraternity house, and one of my friends was in this fraternity, and so I got like really cheap uh, room and board to live at the fraternity house, and so they were trying so hard to get me to join. And uh, this one guy, like, for my 18th birthday, they all decided to take me to the Pink Poodle, you know? Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, God, 18, a, yeah. What a dirt, what a like, fucking like a dirt, dirt hole, right? Yeah, exactly. Dude, and so I'm I'm there, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. They're going to buy me a lap dance or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that last one, that stripper that was up, you know, that last one, like, she's hot. Like, like give me, you know, a, a lap dance from her. And so this guy's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. He ends up, like, getting me on stage. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to get on stage. And, like, the DJ's all being all, like, a total douche. And, hey, welcome. We're going to put this on live webcam. And, like, all this stuff. And, like, uh, like hyping it all up. The girl that comes on was the previous one before that one. She was the fat one that was like <laughs> huge and like had these like this huge ass. And she like manhandled the fuck out of me and was just like tugging on me. She put her hand all the way down my crotch. She was like yanking on me. She put chocolates in her butt. She was trying to get me to <laughs> eat it. I was just like, oh no. It was like, I was like, if I, my penis could have crawled all the way into my body, you know, like it was trying to hide. Well, of all the things, of all the treats, you could put Choc- your chocolate, like, chocolate in your ass. Like, I'm supposed to eat that. Like, no, 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 no. Why don't we pick the like, one? Give that, me the visual, yeah. you know, like. How old were you right there? I was 18. Why don't, yeah, why don't you I was pick so the one scared. That, that doesn't oh look God. like poop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, gummy bears that was so an interesting move. <laughs> and then I had to go collect all the fucking like money with her at the end. I was like, this is so humiliating. <laughs> oh, it was 
adorable. I was a little bit older when I was taken advantage of. Yeah, how are you taking? How are you? Because I was I was twenty one. Because I <clears throat> remember I lost my virginity at twenty, right? So at twenty one. <laughs> 20-year-old virgin. Actually, I wasn't even 20. I was was 20. I was still 20, about to turn 21. I remember it was a big deal because at that time, and and, uh, the the district manager will remain nameless, and you know who he is. We all know who he is. We worked with him. Uh, He used to uh, bounce at Teens Cabaret. Oh, I know exactly what it is. And he he got me in there, right? So that was, uh, we were all going to go out. We were going out for somebody else's birthday, so... I was with all the, the district managers, and I was just uh, just promoted to assistant fitness manager at the time. And I'm hanging out with all the DMs and shit, so it's a big deal for me to be able. And I was underage and heading over heading to this uh, this titty bar. And we get there, and we start drinking. And I'm kind of like keep, keeping my cool because I'm with all the upper management, right? And I'm a young kid. I'm, I'm at least smart enough not to be like lose my shit, right, in front of all these people. And there's a operations manager, and she's 30, and she's feeding me shots. Just, oh my god, I know who this is. Yeah, <laughs> god damn. and she's like, you that know, was her thing, <laughs> giving me shots one after another. And about the sixth one, I realized, like, dude, she's like trying to get me wasted right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, but and yeah, she's, and, uh, and, and I am. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty faded by this point. And we we all party all night long till the. Uh, till we shut the place down and she's actually the one who's driving us right so she really didn't have much to drink all of us guys were uh, were drinking and she drives this big like it was a superb, suburban or big Tahoe or what that so we're loaded up in this and she's driving us all home <coughs> and I'm pretty wasted I'm just kind of sitting in the car keeping my mouth shut waiting for my stop to get off and we're dropping this guy off then we drop that girl off and we drop this guy off and next thing I realized I'm the last one to get dropped off oh, and yeah. she don't even ask me where I live or anything she just takes me straight home to her house and I'm kind of <laughs> like uh, okay <laughs> you know, all right. and she gets come walks around she opens up the passenger door where I'm sitting and stuff gets out holds me grabs me by my hand and I'll never forget walking up to her house and her like pulling me by my hand you know like holding <laughs> holding, <laughs> holding her hand and she's like walking me up to her house and then up to her stairs. Like we're going. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is happening. It was the assumption clothes on yeah. me all day long. Never once did we ask each other, do you like me? Do I uh, like she you? She, like, smack your ass It was just, like, like straight, hardcore clothes. Get him drunk, oh, take him to the house, grab him by the hand, pull him upstairs. Wow. And then, uh, and that was, it was only, the, I believe it was only the third girl that I had ever been with at that time. And so she wow. Was, she was third. She was 30. She I was, rocked your world. Now, did you well, feel... Did I actually... Put it down pretty hard, so that was. No, the, yeah, yeah. No, I. It was a good three hours. Even though you're all now. drunk, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. Oh yeah. Right, yeah, I was so wasted yeah. I couldn't come. Yeah. Right. So I ended up. The old whiskey I, dick. I ended up laying it down for like three hours, but, and she thought I lied to her. I was like, "No, you're only the second or third girl I ever been with," and she's like, "You're full of shit." She thought I was full of shit, and she was forever in love after that. I mean, she was always hitting me up for a long time. In fact, that's the same. Uh, OA operations man or, or district operation manager would always hit me up out of the blue and she became like this 
regular hookup for me for years and years working for the company until finally I was like in relationship and said I can't do this anymore but I remember times where she would call me up it's the first time a woman ever called me a pussy for not fucking her like I remember like wow. oh, she'd call me up and I'd be like oh I'm tired I get up for work tomorrow so that you're such a pussy wow. you were a real man you'd come over here and you'd fuck me you'd handle this yeah, I remember that I remember first time a woman ever called me a pussy for not coming over and having sex with her you know, you know what's you know what's the best the part of, you know what's the best part of that whole story is <laughs> that you know who the it amount is. of people that are going to know who you're talking about I don't uh, know yes dude uh, I don't know I don't know I bet yeah. you all you of our know. old all of our old friends from I the club no, they'll, they'll remain nameless for sure they'll know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> that's so um, that's funny man but were you ever in like were you ever in a situation where you're like wow I'm well that was intimidated uh, that first time wasn't as much as like being called out like I remember thinking to myself as a young 20 year old who's just really starting to have sex that <clears throat> when she was calling me out to have sex with her and I thought like oh my god I'm turning this down like what's wrong with me and I remember being like well I feel a little intimidated I feel a little intimidated that like she's calling me like I gotta put it like that first time I put it down so well like I couldn't like come back the next time and not be able to perform like yeah, that you right? should have sucked the first time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So there was, there was this mistake. there was this pressure. Just lower the expectation. Right. Right? To, <laughs> you gotta ramp up. Yeah. You always gotta yeah. ramp up. You know what's you know what's funny, dude, is that we think you know what's talked about a lot is the pressures and stuff that women feel with sex, and not a, not as much when it comes to men. Like, there's a lot of like pressure for men to think that they always have to be like down to do that. You know what I mean? Like. Like, even when I was intimidated with my story that I told you, like, I was embarrassed to tell anybody. Because you know how guys are. They bullshit, right? All your buddies are like, what? You didn't do it? Uh, I would have totally done that. Yeah. But uh, it's it's true because you, you you know, you feel like you, you almost have to. Like, well, that and then you think of when you first are having sex, you've never had it before. So in your experience of it is coming from a magazine or, you know, a movie or some bullshit. Like, you, it's not real life, right? Yeah, so back really, then, National Geographic. Yeah, right. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, you're... The, the bra section and JCPenney catalog. Oh, yeah. Your, your, yeah. your perception's a bit distorted and uh, you don't really... You can't really figure out exactly what this is supposed to look like. And so I think you have these high expectations that it should be hour to two hour long sex and you make her just scream and whatever. And it's all this hoopla that you got to you got to come through with. And when you're a young boy, like you got the wind blows and you and you and you freaking come, you know, what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't take much when you're that when you're that age. But that I also attribute a lot of like or you're so nervous that you can't even like. It's, I mean, you know, stress and anxiety are the two things that will... Kills boners. That, yes. Yeah. Those are boner killers. And if you're under all this pressure, people know what you're about to do. Oh, my God, I'm going to be with this girl and da-da-da. It, it, it can be an issue. There's this... This is a common, actually. It's funny because, uh, you know, I just went through a divorce, right? And you read about... You know, I'm the kind of person I'll read about, like, if I'm encountering a situation, I'll, I'll do a lot of reading about it, read other people's experience, and try to educate myself on what to expect and whatever. And I was surprised that, because uh, I was not aware of this, a lot of men, after being married uh, for a long time, they will have issues having sex with other women, even if they're attracted to women, whatever, mm. because they were with so someone else for so long, you know what I'm saying? Or because the pressure of... 
this new situation, which I didn't realize was a common thing. It's so common, in fact, that there were whole articles written on this, among other challenges. Oh, well, it makes total sense to me because there's been many times where I've been in a two-year-plus relationship and then you're into another one and you get used to that person's smell, the way they kiss, the way they the way they touch you, the, everything. So, and when you're with a different person, that all changes. Yeah. Like, for, I mean, so talk about nervous, awkward, weird, uncomfortable, all yeah. those feelings come up in addition to what you're saying. Like, so I could totally see that, you know, when you first first end up trying to get back out there, how weird that's got to yeah. feel, you know? <clears throat> a big a big issue with it is expectations. That wasn't yeah. like that way for you, though. Did you feel that way? Um, you, you know, I had such a strong connection with, um, with Jessica that it was very primal. So um, it was hard to be in my head because you're so there. You know what I'm saying? So that made a big difference, I guess. I, I guess. But really a big issue, I think, is people's expectations like here's another example like married couples with kids and you know you you won't you obviously don't know what this is like but when you're when you're married and you have children every a lot of things change when you don't have kids uh sex is very spontaneous it's just you guys in the house we're in the mood you know we're in the kitchen let's do it or you know what i mean it's just let's have sex we're in the mood (laughs) when you have kids and schedules and take the kid to school and kids are over here and this is going on over there and whatever like therapists will tell you to schedule sex which to a lot of people sounds fucking crazy like you tell no, like you if I told to. you you know listen dude you're gonna have to like you need to have scheduled times to have sex with your girl it will almost to you feel like it, it ruins it and a lot of people have have problems with that but the reality is it, uh, it's okay it's okay to do that and it can actually make things better because people but the problem is people have expectations that it needs to be the spontaneous like yeah I had trouble anywhere. with that for a while that was just exactly what you're talking about like we had to go through a period of that because it was like that's how it always was for me it was like you know I had like if you're in the mood like let's go you know why like I could tell you're in the mood too unless you know but no it has to be like in a specific time frame so there's no you know kids around like this and that like day to day like stuff that we have to accomplish it's like now it's at a point where it's like okay well we have to at least you know make sure this happens and then we we just we kind of loosely schedule it out but it's not it's not like something you put in the calendar you know well so i had i used to train a sex therapist and she told me that um one of the best things that like married, like married couples with kids can do is, is to literally schedule it. She said, you know, set your days like Monday and Wednesday or whatever. We're gonna that's our time to be intimate. And she said, you don't you don't have to have sex on those days, but you know that you have a block of time that you're dedicating to be intimate with each other. And don't there's no pressure to do anything at that time because that can make it horrible, right? But just know that that's the thing. And she said, you know, a lot of people have issues with that because they feel like it's not romantic or whatever. She said, but the opposite can be true. Like, you can think to yourself, like, hey, honey, it's Monday. Guess what's going to happen? You know, and then during the day, you can text each other and kind of build up to it and know what's about to happen or whatever, or that there's at least time, you know, for that to happen. And, it, you know, it's funny. Like I said, I think expectations of what we think we're supposed to do or what it's supposed to be like is what kills it. Uh, for a lot of people versus just like being okay with you know with how it how it is or how it has to be you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah I don't I think you'd be surprised 
how many people can relate to that that don't have kids. I think we're just busy and maybe work. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, Katrina and I are a perfect example of that. You have, you know, two 36 year olds who uh, are have huge responsibilities for huge companies that demand a ton of our time and carry a ton of stress and, and uh, we're always on, we're rarely ever off. And so really, it's really easy for both of us to get consumed by stuff outside of each other. So, and, I, and I've shared this on the podcast before, how much the uh, reading with each other, setting a goal of, okay, and that's how we do it. Instead of scheduling it like it's Monday together and Wednesday. time. Yeah, exactly. Well, and even like instead of saying Monday and Wednesdays are together time or scheduling time with that, we just say our goal is we knock a book out every month. Well, in order to hit a book out every single month, that requires, you know, a total of seven to 10 hours uh, a month where we've dedicated for just her and I to sit and listen. So that's, you know, so we're indirectly scheduling that, right? By saying that we have to accomplish this together. And what ends up happening when we have those moments is we end up listening to the book for 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour <clears throat> at most that we listen to the book and it always sparks great conversation and it makes us extremely present. And that great conversation always leads back to why we love each other, why we enjoy each other's company, why we're attracted to each other, which in turn normally ends up turning into sex. So, you know, that's to me why, and, and you're also growing together. So I can't stress that enough to people that have kids or don't have kids that are in a relationship that they've been in for years, uh, how much that's been such a huge uh, contributor to our success in our relationship as far as keeping it healthy and strong is being able to make sure that we make time for stuff like that and naturally it turns into intimacy also so it doesn't start that way and we don't put the pressure on it like oh we need to have sex too because we haven't yeah. had sex in three days but it's like three days yeah <laughs> which yeah for Katrina is like fucking <laughs> forever right so I always gotta remind her that like easy girl <laughs> three days isn't the end of the world right three days is not the end of the world you know <laughs> so but that's something that I think <clears throat> we've taught ourselves to do now that in the future if, if we had kids or if we continue to get busy like we continue to do and I'm sure that's not going to get we're not going to get less busy going forward with the way things are going for both her company and ours uh, you know those things are important and it's a, and before I didn't think I ever had to schedule that stuff or make an effort to do that I always thought I would oh I want it all the time if anything I need because I remember being a young 20 year old and having girlfriends, you know, slapping at me, telling me, stop it, leave me alone, stop touching me. Like, yeah. I want to watch the watch the movie, relax, you know, like, that's all you're thinking about when you're that age. When you're that age, all that's on your mind is sex, and that's all you're trying to do. And then at one point, and I know it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a slow progression and transition. <laughs> you go the other direction, you know, you become so consumed with everything else in your life that that and, and of course uh, the dip in testosterone and things like that also play into that but I think even more than the dip in my testosterone and sex drive it's just there becomes a ton of priorities in your life that you you tend to prioritize differently where at a young at a young 20 year old I feel like when you come out of puberty like it's just it's just primal instinct that you want to procreate and that's all your your body is thinking it wants to do right well I think more than even more than that is because a healthy male is able to procreate theoretically till the day he dies. So we're always able to procreate. 
Um, whereas women go through, obviously, menopause and they can't have children anymore. But what I think, here's what I think. I think when you're young, sex is new. And so quality is the most, excuse me, quantity is the most important thing. Because all you can think about is just lots of it. I think as you get older, like everything else, like think about this. Everything else happens, uh, kind of follows this pattern as well when you get older. Is you don't, you don't value quantity, you value quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather trade less sex that's really, really good, connected, fun, explorative, freaky, whatever type of sex versus lots of it all the time. When you're a kid, you know, you don't even think of that. You just want it all the time. Right. Yeah. And that's true for almost anything I can think of, you know, it's like food or like, uh, you know, going out or, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to go out and get drunk all the time. Well, when you get older, you enjoy that too, but you'd want to have a quality time. You don't want to just go get smashed all the time. You'd like, you'd like to do that, but it's got to be like a great time, a good, good atmosphere. I think the same is, can be said about sex too. So, I mean, I don't necessarily need it or want it all the time, but when I do have it, I'd like to have good, you know, quality connected. No, I, I think you're, I think you're hundred percent right. You know what I trip out on now and I didn't notice it until I hit 30 was how important it, uh, I have to, how important it is for me to feel good about my own physique and my current state of health. Really? Yes. When I'm, when I'm dieting, when I'm eating clean, when I look good, when I feel good, when I feel strong, when I feel fit, like sex is better. I enjoy having sex better. I want it more. When I'm not, I, I can feel that. I can feel, I don't, I don't feel sexual. I don't want it as much. Like I don't feel good. So it's crazy how much that has played a role too. And her and I both always know that when we're both on our kick, like we are right now, like fit. Yeah. When we're both fit, training hard, we have goals in mind. We're making progress towards them. We're working together towards them. And I'm sure a lot of that all plays together too, right? It's not just <clears throat> that, Oh, I've, I'm, I'm leaner and I'm fitter. So I want to have sex more. I think it, the fact that she is also both our bodies are slowly changing week over week and getting fitter and fitter yeah. and I can feel it on her I can see it on her and vice versa for her I'm walking around naked all the time because I feel comfortable and confident you know all that plays into that and it's funny that you walk around bottomless yes that's what you're saying <laughs> that's right that's right when I feel really good though I walk around completely naked oh, okay. right? yeah, yeah. I always feel confident from the bottom half <laughs> but I can't, I, I can't even, bro. I, every time you say that, I just picture <laughs> horrible, bro, with those oh, long shirts that you have. <laughs> no, no, I mean, oh my god, yeah, dude, I, wear, no. I wear my. Why are you creating a visual? I, I wear my midriff. You, you put on a midriff. Oh, yeah, 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 I put on a <laughs> <laughs> There's already enough naked schlongs <laughs> walking around. My two kids uh, do nothing but walk around butt naked. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. They the kids it. are always walking around naked. They love it. I'm no, saying, but really though, how put your claws on? How have you ever really paid attention to that? Uh, with yourself like when you're I think everybody's a little bit different um, when I'm feeling healthy my wife's a lot like that like, yeah. like you're talking about for sure I can, I can go whenever dude I'm ready <laughs> you know what I mean just doesn't care yeah I think uh, I'll tell you I mean for me uh, if I feel healthy yes as far as how I look I guess I mean if I if I uh, if I didn't if I felt like I didn't look good that should that would definitely impact me but well, more than that it's, it's been a, a while since you've been out of, when was the last time you felt out of shape? Um, I think it's more my health. Like when that happens, it's because something's going on with my health. 
Yeah, so no. I don't know what to attribute it if it's if it's. No, no, the, no, I'm not asking what you attribute. When was the last time you felt out of shape? Like really out of shape? Yeah. When was the last time you looked at yourself objectively and said, oh, "I don't look very good right now"? You know, it's difficult because um, <laughs> it's hard for me to look at myself objectively. I, you know, I, I've dealt with those body image issues for so long that um, I, it's hard to look at myself and be objective about how I look. And so I've gotten to the point where I don't. I, I kind of don't anymore. Not that I avoid it, but it's just not something that I that I do because once I start doing that, um, like for example, if I start training really hard for aesthetics and I start thinking like, I gotta work this part of my body or I want this more muscular, I want that leaner, um, then it starts to get away from me. So I don't... Do you, I mean, do you really feel that's still true to now as much as you've evolved or do you, you feel like you still struggle and that's so you avoid that? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, um, we're about we're, we're about to go to not about to. We've got like a couple months before we go to to the uh, I guess I can announce it right that we're going to be at the Olympia yeah. uh, uh, convention. And um, so there's a there's definitely a part of me that wants to look uh, aesthetic, you know, to get kind of lean and, you know, look a certain way because it's a bodybuilding show. And I don't even know if we're going to go to a, like an event by the pool or anything like that. Uh, I don't think we have anything like that planned, but still, you know, you're around a bunch of, you're in an environment like that, right? So it's definitely on the back of my mind to, to look aesthetic. And I can tell that it starts to drive my behavior in ways that I don't know if I necessarily like so i'll let you know i don't know i'll let you know where that is i know my my current state or at least the state that i evolved to was i just didn't really necessarily pay too much attention to that i guess would be the right thing honestly for me dude nothing is more of a a turn on for me than and i know you guys are gonna make fun of me but uh intellectual uh stimulation like talking about deep shit makes me horny I mean, trip off that. Right? I, I don't think that's weird at all. Why do you yeah. think I, I tell you that it's such a game changer to listen to a book with your girl? Yeah. I mean, if you have an intelligent woman and you sit down and you listen to a book with her, it's going to spark intelligent conversation and debate. It's We have healthy discussions that we agree, we disagree, but it promotes. Uh, a, a, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all cerebral guys. I don't yeah. think that that's weird uh, at all. Now, I, I, I find that my girl's got to be hot, too. I mean, it doesn't work. She can't, she can't be really smart and ugly. I just think yeah. it doesn't work for me because I still think that we are aesthetic, visual creatures, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know... I, but, I, you know, what's funny, though, about that is um, when you're really, really, really into somebody, they can have things about them physically that you may otherwise... If you saw it on someone else, you'd find that attractive. But because it's on that person that you're so connected to, it becomes a charming um, oh, I thing about them. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, I agree with that. Like, you find it attractive in them, even though normally it might not be something. So it's almost hard. Like, when you're really into somebody, it's almost hard to, to be objective about their physical appearance, I guess. It's kind of weird. You know, I've always heard that. You know, oh, if you love somebody, it doesn't matter. But there's some truth to that, for sure. Which I think is cool because if you're with someone long enough, man, at some point you're going to get old. I don't yeah. care who you are, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to look at, you know, it's not like you're going to objectively be 75 years old and be like, yeah, yeah baby. Uh, no spots. liver spots. Yeah. 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 It's, but, it's you know, happen. if you're really connected to them, you could probably find them very, you probably find them very, very attractive. I remember as a kid, 
I had a, a, a client that was, um, I had a, a couple that I trained who were married for like 50 years. They were in their 70s. And they were hilarious. And they talk about their sex life all the time. And I was young. I was really young when I trained them. I was like 19 years old. And I remember uh, when, I, when I'm 19 years old, I'm like, ah. Like, Ew. You guys, you guys do it. Wrinkle oh, burn. How the fuck do you yeah. Yeah. Like all that friction. But uh, nah, you know, now that I'm older and kind of understand that, more it makes makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the time, I remember thinking, like, you guys are lying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't still do that there's, stuff. There's no way. Yeah. yeah, no, like, so this weekend, my girlfriend went down to San Diego to the Czech Institute, and she took the HLC course, mm. the Holistic Lifestyle nice. Coach. Yeah. And, um... I love it, dude. You said there was a bunch of people that were uh, hitting her up that were all wine publicists. There was a couple people there. The instructor, she knew who she was. yeah, and there was a co- instructor and a couple people there that knew uh, about mind pump because you know we, we we had an interview with che- with Paul Check himself a couple times. But anyway, I love it when she goes and does this kind of shit because it's like we both get to do the certification because then she comes back and I just we just talk and she teaches me all the stuff that she learned and stuff. But. Um, I really want to take this course now. Like, like trip off this. You know how they open some of the, like they would open the class? They would do a meditation. I know it's going to turn some people off, but kind of weird, right? They do a meditation. Totally then they'd go into sense. like, yeah. they'd go into all these different topics of health and fitness that normally you wouldn't think are connected. Um, and so we had some great conversations over the, you know, I was talking about getting turned on over intellectual stimulation. That definitely happened over the phone because she would, leave the class and tell me all the stuff and I was like damn <laughs> yeah. and then you're in the bathroom yeah. <laughs> nor- nor- normally normally, boy- see this. normally boyfriends are like oh yeah, yeah normally yeah. boyfriends are like what are you wearing yeah. right now yeah. like send me a picture <laughs> like, yes I tell my girl send me a naked picture reading him a book he's just like oh god tell me oh, more about the certification yeah. don't stop talking I'm, I'm, like, oh, I'm almost baby. there I'm almost there I'm all baby send me a picture of the gut health part yeah. of the book and I talked about it you're such a freak she did a good um she brought up a really, really good point. She actually wrote a post, uh, or I think she wrote a post um, on her Instagram about this. Made an excellent, excellent point where she talked about how, uh, you know, they talked in the class about how your thoughts are such strong influencers on your health. And um, we have a lot of people in fitness who, you know, right. call Whether you hokey. think you can or can't, you're probably right. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll think it's hokey, right? Like, no, that's bullshit. It's not about your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. So she kind of threw that back at them and said, you know, the placebo effect is a legit studied uh, and observed thing in science to the point where when you do a study, you have to control for the placebo. And there's also what's called a nocebo effect. So there's a placebo and nocebo effect, both of which prove that your thoughts and your mind will 100% influence what happens to your body or what happens to your health. And so she used that as an example and she's like, of course, your thoughts influence uh, these things. And as much effort as, as we place on our nutrition and our fitness, if we have something that can influence our health to the point where, again, scientific studies have to account for it, why are we not spending more time focusing on how we can train ourselves to have better thoughts? Oh, that's mind pump. Fucking brilliant. That's right? mind yeah. pump, bro. That's yeah. what I mean. When you think about what we dive into on the show is really an evolution of uh, our own 
personal training and helping clients. And it took years for me to realize that, okay, the X's and O's are important. Okay, to, to evolve in health and fitness and to really get it, you gotta know the X's and O's. You have to, you gotta know, you just like learn the game of football. You gotta understand the players, who's supposed to be where, what they're responsible for doing. Then from there, it's all the mental game, man. It really is the the psychological game that that you have to to learn and and progress in is what really evolves you to this next level of health and fitness. And I think that's a, or at least I believe that's a lot of what we talk about on the show. I mean, I feel I like would, I would I I tell you what I'll I'll say this a hundred percent. It's the most important thing. There's nothing more important than that because if you can get that part straight. Everything else falls. Well, that's what steers you. I mean, that that that's where you end up making all the decisions regarding your nutrition or your, you know, like getting in and, and working out and making consistent better patterns uh, throughout the day. And like it's all dictated by how you're feeling, like how you're feeling, what your motivation level, like where you want to go uh, throughout your day with, you know, with how you're going about it. So. It's yeah. totally in your mind. It's your mindset. It, it's the most important thing. And, and think about all the people that we've worked with and the people on social media and the fitness, you know, just our, our industry as a whole. How much of it is geared towards that? How much, how much time do people spend on that part versus on spending time in the gym? Yeah. Uh, working on their nutrition. Well, the only one I see is the motivational people that all they do is they bark at people about like how they're, they're not accomplishing things and they need to do more, do more, do more. No days off. Well, see, that's, see, that's funny that, and that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong because first of all, motivation will only get you so far because motivation is not permanent. It can be, it's impossible. You're, you're always going to be a state of flux. Right. Um, so trying to be motivated all the time uh, it's short term. Short term, it can be very, very effective. Long term, it's not because if at some point you rely on that and it's gone, now what? What do you do? You stop. You end up stopping, right. and you end up encountering this problem of, you know, I'm not motivated. That's why I'm not, you know, working out or you're, or whatever. you're relying on an external force to motivate you towards the goal. You need to find a purpose. That's right. And there's also the identification or how we identify with motivation and grinding and hard work and who we are. And you can even identify with being a meditator and being this, you know, I got the mind side, you know, like we, like, uh, what was, you know, Paul right. Chet called the spiritual righteousness where people, I'm more spiritual than you are. And yeah. I've gotten rid of all my possessions because I am better than you. And, you know, it's like, uh, that part of it, that, the, the mental game, the inner dialogue that we have this, the second person that exists in our brain called our ego, like all that is by far the most important thing and uh, you know i'm i'm getting to the point now where i'm starting to realize that all the advice that i give uh and all the things that i say to people in terms of here's what you do with your workout here's what you do with nutrition here's none of it it matters if you don't have the right mindset no i mean imagine if i would love to see a study like this where they took groups of people and you know this group over here they told them this is your workout this is nutrition and then this group over here they said okay uh devote 30 minutes a day to meditation um, and mindfulness and do these exercises for mindfulness. I bet you in the short term, the guys with the people with the workouts and nutrition will probably do better. But I bet you in the long term, if the other people are consistent, mm. they'll probably do a lot better and they'll start figuring those things out kind of either on their own or they'll find that information and apply it in a way that, you know, sticks with them. It's, it's really interesting. Like the, 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 You know, I don't know how much I feel that way too, because I feel like we've, we've seen that. That's the hippie culture. 
Well, that's that's we, the problem. The problem I think is identifying with it. Well, right. I mean, but it, there there is a there is a culture of people that that have have uh, a, a, you know attached themselves to that ideology of you know nothing you know free spirit, free love. Yeah. You know, you meditate, peacefulness. That and you know, I, there, I don't know. There's a balance. I feel like I feel like oh, there's yeah. some some sort of a balance Definitely. that you that you have to to find and have because I think with anything. Uh, there's always going to be the other side of the coin or the drawbacks. Yeah, it's hard to find the killers of the world with with the peace, mindfulness attitude. Well, so so there's few, but that's a really hard balance between the two to to really stay driven and motivated. uh, Meanwhile, checking yourself and, and... Right, you know, restoring. And when you, when you, and if you, you know, guy, I know Sal, you appreciate the studies and the research stuff all day long. So when you do the research and the studies on our greatest uh, millionaires, our most brilliant minds that have changed and shaped and formed this world, none of them were in balance, dude. They were all fucking out of balance. They're all fucking completely maniacs about their topic or their ideas or whatever it was that and that's what made them so special and unique was because they were so out of balance so it's hard too well it depends on how you define you know balance uh balance may mean i think when we think balance we think of someone that does everything equally i think balance means different from person to person the other thing too is we're talking about you know when you talk about the shakers and movers of the world when you look at them later on in life, uh, they all kind of reach this point where they talk about these types of things. Steve Jobs uh, is a great example. Uh, uh, and, and the other thing, too, is a lot of wisdom comes from uh, people when they are faced with their own mortality. Have you ever read or talked or, or talk to people who deal with people who are in situations where they know, you know, they're sick, they know they're going to die? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth and things that they say is extremely prof- profound, the things that they truly find important. It's really interesting stuff. I know we're getting real deep here, but um, I think the pursuit of that stuff is where you'll find you know, some of those answers. Um, and I think the fitness and health journey isn't so much the journey of fitness and health, uh, you know, or the destination of fitness and health. I think it's just the, the daily journey of just I don't know, being a better person, I guess. Well, I like that. I mean, I like the, I like the idea of just every day, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln says, I have no respect for a man that is no wiser today than he was yesterday. And so I, I like that idea of, you know, every day I'm in, in pursuit of being a better version of myself. And ultimately that will lead to health and wellness, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if you, and, and really I think, I think you can you can weave in and out like and I, I talk about this a lot like to people that I mentor and stuff is you know sometimes I'm heavily focused on business and sometimes my my health and fitness takes a little bit of the backseat to my current journey because I'm heavily focused on on growing the business and I'm, I'm heavily focused on getting better in that arena and when I make great progress in there and I start to realize that it's starting to fall out of balance where oh wow look at my my health and fitness is slipping more that I would like, or I feel comfortable with, or I don't, or now I'm starting to see adverse effects. I don't feel good. I'm not sleeping well. Things are going on. Oh, that's because of this. So now I need to f- spend a little more time here. And when I do that this time around, when I put energy there, I need to be better than what I was before. And so always having this kind of ebb and flow in all these different arenas of your life. And at the end of the day, you're only competing against yourself on progressing and getting better. And 
I think ultimately that leads to a more successful life, a more healthy life. Um, but I think what happens to a lot of people is they become very tunnel visioned on, on one aspect and either your suit, your like, which an example that in our field, you see some of these fitness professionals that are out there or fitness, uh, idols that are on social media and stuff that everybody follows. And those guys are extremely successful in the fitness journey, but then everything else out of there in their life is completely whack. And I think that's the part that a lot of people don't see because you don't get a chance to, you know, on social media, we always put our best foot forward and our life is so grand and everything is perfect and everything goes so well. And I'm super ripped and I have a super ripped girlfriend. (laughs) But in reality, what people don't realize is, you know, that kid can't balance his checkbook. He doesn't know fucking anything about business. He's got no idea where his life is going to be in five years. Like there's so many other things that are going on behind the scenes that people don't get to see because we put this facade out there. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's so many different factors when you look at external versus like internal, like motivational factors. And I think that the intrinsically motivated person is going to be a lot happier overall. Like, even if you look at like, if it's, I want, I personally want to go outside of my way to help somebody else out. Like I'm thinking of that and I'm pursuing that. And that's like benefiting me and my state of health and my mental well being. or I want to be better every day. I want to, you know, do this, uh, and make my physique look better, uh, for myself, but I, but I care about myself and my body. And that's what is the reflection of that versus like everybody expects this of me and I have to do this or, you know, or like you're doing this for, for a purpose that somebody else is sort of determining for you. It's, it's, it's being able to find that, um, you know, within yourself. And, and so that's why I think the mindfulness piece to it is so important because you can't really find out what that looks like until you sit still and you, you listen to your own thoughts and, and, and what, you know, where you want to sort of navigate from there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, for me, it's a lot of it's come full circle. Like you, I got, I was really, really, really into how I, you know, changing how my body looked and it was kind of, it was driven by insecurities. Then I rejected that. And now uh, I'm coming full circle. This is just, I think this is the process of how you learn things, right? Now I, uh, uh, I, I see it and I see myself and I, and I realize like, well, you know, this is my body. I'm kind of inside. I float inside of this body of mine. And training for aesthetics can be very fun. Just don't get attached to it, right? But it can be fun to change your body and do what you want with it and have fun with it. Just don't get attached to that as your identity because uh then at some point you're going to be in a whole world of hurt because everything changes nothing stays the same um it's it's interesting i I think when you when you start to look at like when you say things like that and you relate uh i I look at it like we're we're engineers right and it's like building your own building or building your own plane or your own because you have the level of intelligence to do that and when you start to approach building a physique that way, uh, I think it's totally different than building it because you feel insecure or inferior to others, right? Or even just identify, like, I am this ripped person. Yeah. This is who I am. And yeah. I can't, it can't change. I, I, I have this ability now, and I didn't when I was younger, but I have this ability now to 
objectively look at myself and say, oh, look, you know, I feel like uh, my shoulders are a little lacking. Not because it makes me feel inferior to anybody else, but I feel like I can put some work in and sculpt and build those because I have the know-how. <laughs> because yeah. I know how to apply. Well, you specifically are, are motivated to do that. Yes. You're, it's coming from you. Right. And it's not uh, me comparing myself to anybody else, but myself. Mm-hmm. That knowing what I'm capable of, knowing what I what I have built already, and I actually really dig that. And I find, uh, I find myself getting... Uh, reinvigorated with that as I'm going through this process again of tracking is really enjoying that I have the control of that. I have the ability to, you know, lean myself out and get super shredded. I have the ability to build shoulders. I have the ability to build bigger legs. I have the ability to do whatever it is I want to do and have and, fun with it. And have fun with it. Yeah. yeah and it's very, uh, it doesn't, and like uh, this weekend I was gone, right? So I was on the Delta I'm celebrating my mom's, you know, uh, engagement and there's food and there's drinks and there's all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, I brought some of my foods with me because I, I do want, we're on a, we're somewhat on a calendar. We're in, in less than 10 weeks, we'll be in Olympia. And I do want to be in good shape for when we get there. But then at the same time too, I want to enjoy my family and my company. I won't be counting my calories. I won't be following my Fitbit. I'm not going to be working out. I'm going to enjoy things, you know? So I don't let it uh, take away from things like that. Like I want to be completely present with, my family, the ones I love at the time, because it's important, you know? Well, this, uh, this uh, car episode is kind of fun. We'll see how it sounds, if the quality's good, uh, when we listen to it on the other end. So. You know, tomorrow is the final day for the Maps Prime Pro. Maps Prime Pro um, is, uh, I cannot believe how popular it is. People are going crazy over it, and the feedback we're getting is Sure insane. you can. You knew that this, we all knew. I mean, I, I, it's addressing a problem. I don't know, know if I were to... Pro- it's providing answers. We, we, put, we put more energy into this program than any other program that we've done yet. And the fact of uh, pairing with somebody like Dr. You know, Dr. Brink has people now that are flying all over. From, from Arizona. Didn't yeah. he have someone come in from yes, Arizona? Yes, he's, he's got people flying all over from the United States. That wasn't the first one. He's had other ones, too, that have flown in. That's so awesome. He's legit. So. That's, I mean, that's that shows you uh, his level of expertise. And what I love about him, it's not just how intelligent he is, but his ability to communicate that, which is what made him such a perfect partner in creating this program was... He's a great communicator. He's somebody who has uh, to another level of uh, corrective exercise uh, than even we have and then can communicate on our level, if not better. And so partnering with him was such an amazing experience. And I think this program is so fucking badass because of that, because it literally is for everyone. Anyone that's ever dealt with any sort of aches or pain, joint pain or dysfunction or the inability to move your shoulder over your head or squat down beyond 90 degrees. Like every single person should have well, this it's, program. It's, it's great because it, it, it covers parts of the body that nobody else covers. Your your wrists, your neck, lumbar spine. I mean, of course, your shoulders and hips, but your ankles, your toes, your feet. I mean, it's a comprehensive program. Uh the place to enroll, because again, as Adam was saying, this promotion, it's on discount right now because we just launched it, will be end, will be ending tomorrow. The place to get it uh, is mindpumpmedia.com. Also, uh, our YouTube channel, go on it. We drop a new video every single day. It's Mind Pump TV, MPTV. Subscribe to the channel so that you get notifications every single day when we drop a new video. And lastly, you can find us on Instagram. The Mind Pump page is Mind Pump Media, and then my page is Mind Pump Sal. We have Mind Pump Adam, 
Mind Pump Justin and Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.